You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Insecure Experience brought to you by Flawless Noises Media Network. We thank you for tuning in. As usual, I'm joined by two of my favorite people, Bri and T are here, and we are ready to discuss the season premiere of the final season of Insecure, and we have some thoughts, opinions, and some fuckery for y'all. Hey, ladies. Hello. Hey. So... <laughs> I mean, we might as well just get into it because if you listen to our first episode for this season last week, you know, we gave you a rundown of season four. We gave you our predictions. Um, first thing I want to say is <laughs> AKs. Ooh, I get it. I get it from a business standpoint. I get it because we have to tread lightly on the network even with like intro music and things of that nature i get it i get that they should have gone the proper channels to license use of your shield and your logo and so on and so forth but y'all have taken to attacking um amanda seals and i just want to say i'm fine with that (laughs) (laughs) i was not expecting that i thought you was going to say they was they was doing too much but no i'm I'm fine with that amanda seals (laughs) is insufferable um i i do want to say that even the way that um isa handled it listen don't be loud and wrong about people's money because if somebody if somebody was using hbo's logo or somebody was using Issa Rae's logo or Princess Penny's logo without proper licensing, I guarantee you they would have their legal team send out that hot cease and desist in a New York minute. Absolutely. So y'all were wrong. Y'all went, y'all didn't go about it the right way. And I think this is why a lot of Black Greek orgs shy away from their likeness being used in TV shows and documentaries because it oftentimes doesn't come with a check. Like y'all expect these organizations to feel honored that you want to shine a light on their organization. But newsflash, amongst Black people, even if you're not a part of one, we know what the Divine Nine is. We know who the Black Greeks are. Mm -hmm. So you're not doing them any favors by mentioning them or putting their unlicensed shield or logo in your episode. They, <laughs> they don't need that. They they are both no, they're both famous and infamous at the same time, like a lot of sororities and fraternities for hazing and stuff. So I, I get it. It's just sometimes some of you Greeks can be insufferable. Um Yo, I don't mean to cut you off, Candace, but I'm gonna tell you <laughs> the biggest fucking cackle I had this week. Um, I'm gonna start by saying, first off, <clears throat> why why were the AKA so mad about that? But the cues didn't say nothing about implying <laughs> that they stink. <laughs> no words. I didn't see anything cross my timeline about the little them smelling like ass air or nothing. But <laughs> they said them niggas ain't got cable, that's why they not mad. <laughs> but back to the point i saw another tweet and i wish i had the tweeter i'm sorry for not credit to you but my my honey when i tell you i died was like okay so 
your baby daddy who don't work drive around all day in your Altima with your AKA tax. That's fine. I saw that. But this, this is too far. You know what? I saw that. I saw that. And I like <laughs> I did get some good laughs off. Um you you know, we are used to, you know, black Greeks versus everybody on social media. Like it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. So this was funny, but do you know behind, you know, if you step outside the jokes, cut them folks they check. Definitely using a shield and a logo because we want to talk about we want to talk about black excellence all the time and then a a big theme on the timeline is also pay black people what they're worth that doesn't go together if you're using this logo on the shield without cutting them a check like you're supposed to you know what i'm saying like how do you feel good about that yeah because i guarantee you um remember when they went to the bar and grabbed all those beers I guarantee you they went the proper channel to not have to cover up the logos on those beers or use fake logos or or whatever. So handle your business with black people the same way you handle your business with them white folks is all we'll say Mm -hmm. about that. But let's 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 go ahead and get into it, because so first things first, was this a good season premiere or were y'all underwhelmed? super Mm -hmm. underwhelmed i was was super underwhelmed y'all were underwhelmed i have a whole list of why i'm underwhelmed but the number (laughs) one thing standing out on my list is the pacing of this episode was not good like i also like first of all i went to hbcu i feel like they were appropriating hbcu culture (laughs) Like, baby, yeah. Stanford don't be having homecomings like that. You're not going to make me believe no. that white Girl. institutions have they homecomings like no that. You're not going to, right, they're not doing a stinky leg. Maybe you was at your Black student union get together or whatever, but I'm like, nobody was on the yard for real. Like, that felt so no. disingenuous. And I feel like, you know, you need the story. You know, these are Black people who went to a prestigious university. I love that. Mm-hmm. Why was it not enough to just have that? like oh we're going back just yeah why did you well it felt like y'all were trying to prove that the blackest of the blacky black black could go to stanford and that was dumb it was it, it was dumb and i and i'll tell you so at first i felt underwhelmed and then i watched it again and i feel like this season premiere was a really good setup for some of these storylines that we're going to see evolve in the next nine episodes but the most useless part of this episode was that robbery and you took away valuable time you could have been using to further set this episode up um to get this episode to set up the rest of the season that had no place in the episode i just want to know how does this even tie in to what's going to happen the rest of the episode or was it a failed attempt at some comedic relief because it was kind of cheesy, you know what it I'm saying? It was cheesy to me, but beyond that, um, I think that they tried to use it as like, this is Issa and Molly's moment. Like, fuck everything else that's going on. We needed this laugh. Like, let's get over all the awkward stuff. But to me, y'all owe me a conversation. Like, I feel like that was the cheap way out. And I am holding out hope that we'll get like a real conversation between Issa and Molly about everything that went on. But girl, let's not forget last season, you was trying to whoop my ass at my own festival. Us getting in the backseat of a car and almost getting robbed or whatever. That's not a tee for me. Right. And the thing is, is is the thing is, is that the way that 
season, the season finale of season four ended with them at their favorite Ethiopian restaurant. I honestly thought that was how yeah. this season was going to pick up where, as Bree mentioned, we actually hear them having a conversation to find out where they went wrong. But I had mentioned um, in last week's pregame that there was little chips and flicks at their friendship from season one, episode one onward. Mm-hmm. And within season four, it, it bubbled over and then it just exploded. So we definitely need to hear the conversation that they had because it it just took awkwardness to a whole nother level. So let me ask you ladies, have you ever been fake back with a friend before you got back back or if you know if that person do you wrong you just cut them off and have a nice life or maybe not Mm. can i be honest i have not had to leave a friendship alone in quite some time if we are to be honest and the one friendship that I did have to fall back from, um, it just was it. It was never. It didn't have a solid foundation. Like the person was weird. They lied to me, lied on me, lied to people, lied about people, and kept up so much shit going that when I was like, okay, fuck this person, it was more of a relief than anything. Mm -hmm. But like my true genuine friendships, I've not had to let go of a friendship, a genuine one in a very long time. Like, so I guess I would say I'm, I'm blessed in in that regard. And I'm not talking about like, you know, how sometimes you could be cool with an ex and then a motherfucker go too far and you'd be like, you know, boy or girl, fuck you. No, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about my home girls and even my guy friends I've not had to take a step back because we just couldn't see eye to eye. That's why I said like, it would be nice to actually get a full backstory of Issa and Molly's college friendship Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because something is telling me that it's always been kind of a raggedy friendship because you don't have friendships like that for that many years. And they just start going to shit in a matter of years. Like, Right. It couldn't have been solid from the very beginning. Like, I feel like they probably, the friendship was probably built on the lack of black people at Stanford. If Mm. we were to be honest, like if that's the case, all, all of them went to Stanford and all of those friendships were forged because of the lack of blackness. And then you're talking about how long ago was this when they were at Stanford? They're in their thirties now in this show. So we move in like, we're talking at least a decade. Right. Yeah. Stanford wasn't that black a decade ago during the T-Pain era. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, that that's how I feel. And I also take issue with the fact that the girl that had them robbed, it was kind of stereotypical. It was. Like it was the loud black girl setting motherfuckers up to get robbed. Like, it was weird. Like, you know, that girl's first name, last name, you know what she looked like. You know her Facebook, you know her Instagram, probably know her Twitter. Y'all could have just called the police. Well, there's that. I want to get into that trope because it bothered me, but I'm going to answer your question first, Tia. So I 
I'm with Candace on this one. Like I really don't, the one friendship that I could think about that I had a falling out from it was, I didn't try to get back or anything because I wasn't interested in getting back. Cause it, the friendship wasn't built on anything really. Like she was a good friend in the time that she was a friend, but when she decided she didn't want to be friends with me and you know, she friend broke up with me over something that we could have easily talked about. I let it go. And I think that a difference between my friendships and what I'm seeing in, in Molly and Issa, I don't have passive progressive moments, <clears throat> excuse me, in my friendships. I'm really all about if I'm offended, if I feel some kind of way, I really have the freedom to call it out as it is and we can squash it or, you know, we can, they can move around in the moment. If you notice, even from season one, episode one, they continue to butt heads, but they, neither one of them wanted to talk about it. They were just Mm -hmm. passive aggressive about it. And I feel like passive aggressiveness, that's like, that's one thing I cannot stand. So you got all this resentment and built up whatever against me. And I think that's what happened last season at the festival. It wasn't about Andrew or anything else. I think that's what Molly had been wanting to say to Issa, even if she wasn't really substantiated in what she had to say, because a lot of that stuff could have been just simply talked out. Right. So I'm going to answer my own question. Any friendships that I've had that ended were not strong foundation friendships. They were just may have been people I've been friends I was friends with in college and us parting ways was petty, but it wasn't enough for me to like mourn the friendship. I've had Mm -hmm. another friendship where I had to basically fall back. But again, it wasn't, it was just like, Hey girl, I'm trying to go to this spot. You want to go to this spot? So it was nothing like we actually were talking if not every day, like regularly and having real in-depth in conversations outside if we was meeting up to hang out. And I've had dynamics change in some of my friendships, but as far as being fake back and then getting back back with friends, no, I can't say that I've ever been in a situation like that. I think a lot of people also don't want to talk about how situational friendships can be. You know, you got a coworker that you get close to, or you're in college with somebody and proximity doesn't always equal closeness, you know, just because you know each other and you are in the same space doesn't really mean that y'all are like solid foundation friends. And I found myself like, I was super depressed coming out of college. Like a lot of people that I felt like were my real friends in college. I'm like, oh, they didn't stick around. No, it was just situational and that's okay. Like that's life. That's all right. Um, But I think when you try to hold on to friendships that really you shouldn't be holding on to, you're always going to have moments like Issa and Molly did, you know, last season. I don't think that they, I think they're trying to make fetch happen. And the only real friend I feel like Issa has had has been Kelly. And I love the way they focused on Kelly in this episode, but I'm getting ahead of myself because I definitely want to talk about the trope with that, um, the girl, I can't remember her name, right? Cheyenne. Cheyenne. Okay. So Candace pointed out, you know, the loud, dark-skinned black woman, right? But my trope is that bothered me and I know it's because of my own upbringing is the the good version of black versus the hood rats like they were talking about her from the moment that they walked up on her even though they was in this rap group together and all that good stuff or whatever they still didn't make it seem like she was really in their group they still like made sure to point out like oh she was always too much like Amanda Seals was like she's too much for me or she's too much for me or, you know, whatever. And I, there's been this return to blackness that I call it of a lot of these black girls that went to college or whatever and got and treated 
certain type of black women a certain way, but then when they got out and it was all, I love your black, your blackness in mind, well, you didn't treat girls that you deemed to be hood rats or below you like that before. Mm-hmm. Good point, Brie. And that's the blavity blacks. Then blavity blacks. I don't fuck with it because a lot of people just finding out a lot of people are just acting on the fact that they're black because it's fashionable now. How many people were really, really subscribing to respectability politics? And oh, that's so ghetto. And that's this and that's that. And, you know, I've always believed like we are no, nobody on the outside is going to look at me and another black woman and think we're decidedly different. We're black women. Mm-hmm. I don't like how there was this separation, like, and this is coming from somebody, you know, I've been called a hood rat and all type of stuff before, or, you know, been picked on because I've been on welfare or whatever. And those were the bad blacks. I was a part of the bad blacks, not the good blacks getting college educations and all of that. It just felt very, and, you know, they made sure to point out that she dropped out to go chase uh, Sierra on tour or whatever. I just didn't like the way that they set her up. It wasn't funny to me. At all. And I also want to say that we can have honest conversations, especially when we're in the focal point of white people from white people's eyes. All black people are assumed ghetto until otherwise proven okay. differently. Yeah. Like, so you have to you have to take how we are seen with a grain of salt. And I hate when shows for us about us kind of perpetuate those stereotypes. Yep. Like, yeah. you know. Like I said, I just feel like that whole scene was pointless. It really led up to nothing other than, like Bree said, a very empty moment between Issa and um, Molly when there needs to be a real conversation or else you could have filled that space with something else for the season going forward. And speaking of, um, tell <laughs> We'll we'll touch on the biggest elephant in the room, and that was them painting Kelly as deceased in this like homecoming. But yes. it was the advice Kelly gave Molly on how to reconnect with Issa that I thought was kind of crappy because if we have a falling out and <clears throat> we are trying to fix the the friendship, I don't think pretending to take interest in things important to me is the way to go about it. If it's not it's genuine, so if it's not if it's not heartfelt, don't do it. You know what I'm saying? Shoot straight from the hip. Acts like, Issa, we had this huge falling out. I feel like we were both at fault. I don't know how you feel, but I want to know how you feel. And I want to know what we can do going forward. And that's my biggest issue, even with Issa and with Molly is y'all are too old to not shoot straight from the hip. Yep. Like when and that you, goes you into the same trying... passive aggressive thing that I was talking about before. Yeah. Yeah. She kept, she kept trying to make conversation with Issa and I don't, it's not that Issa didn't care, but I feel like Issa is in a space of walking on eggshells with Molly and she didn't want to say anything relating to Molly's continuous relationship romance issues that would set Molly off again. Because as we've said, they have not sat down and had a real conversation with each other. So both persons are walking on eggshells and being fake as hell. I don't understand. And what did Molly talk about? What did Molly talk about even in their small talk? First, she talked about, oh, since I broke up with Andrea. Then she talked about, oh, should I give this dude a chance? I mean, we, you know, I really want your advice. Y'all talk about niggas. Well, y'all need to talk about y'all. 
she did try to approach the situation Bree, but it was just so awkward and Issa didn't really have an answer for her she said are we going to be okay she said the world or are you talking about us that would have been a perfect opportunity for them to have that conversation flush it out but i guess because the the timing and the setting wasn't really the best for them because they was there for a reunion purpose and Issa was also a panelist for um you know being an entrepreneur i guess they just felt like it was just bad timing but it could have been a great way to start out i i just don't understand this is the second time they have actually the third time i'm sorry because they had brunch last season then the season ended with them in their favorite restaurant and then they had a moment this episode like why are y'all not talking why is the communication still broken between the both of y'all y'all are in your 30s y'all should be able to know how to communicate with molly being a lawyer and Issa just being good at what she does just like her mother said she was always good at everything so why are they not having a conversation and see i disagree with you at the point that it wasn't the right time because honey when i my friends my rider dies if i'm not right with them nothing's right in my world i will have the conversation whenever i need to anywhere because i like i care that deeply you know what i mean like i don't feel right i do not feel right when my circle when i'm like disconnected with any portion of my circle right like I actually was just like thinking about that today getting ready for the show and like people be like I keep my circle small I keep my circle tight child if you don't have good discernment with the people around you it don't matter how small or big your circle is but I'm thankful that I have a circle where we can discuss things if there's a, a bumping of the heads but honestly we have great respect in our friendships with each other. Mm-hmm. There's a, a great level of respect that I can't ever foresee us having a Molly Issa moment because one, if I'm, if I'm to the point where we on the fallout that I feel like I would fuck up your money, I'm just not going to come to nothing you doing. I'm not going to fuck up your money. Yep. I'm not going to fuck up your joy. Right. We can handle it later. If I truly can't put my feelings to the side, we can handle it later and I will keep my distance until things settle down and we can have a conversation, but we're going to have a conversation. And there was nothing so special about that dry ass homecoming that they couldn't have had that conversation. Like if you, if you could sit and want to talk to me about your man problems and this, that, and the third, let's talk about where this friendship is going. So we could decide if we going to be friends or if we just going to be cordial amongst our friend circle. Cause right. I just, I feel like they dragging it at this point. And oh, speaking of dragging it, can I, y'all know how we've always been saying something is really weird about Tiffany and the husband's marriage. Yep. Yeah. Somebody made I, like, somebody made a good point. Like, is it them or is it the actors? Because I feel like if there was some deep thing going on with Tiffany and the husband, we would see it play out at this point. Like, I truly don't think we're going to see much of their marriage played out in this final season because they have bigger pl- storylines to focus on. I just don't think they have good chemistry on screen together. They don't. Ooh, like, I, think I don't that's think what they I do concluded. Tiffany and her husband, while both very attractive, they don't come across as a super loving husband and wife on my TV screen. It's really weird. Like they could be cool, but it doesn't say passion and passionately in love. 
So it says um, I married this person because I felt like that was my next move in life. And when they talk about their marriage and they talk about how they were college sweethearts and stuff. And also from <clears throat> Tiffany's, like the way she acts or whatever on the show, I would be 100% led to believe that she just felt the itch like, oh no, it's time for me to get married. And he was it. Yeah, like they don't, th- those two actors don't have good chemistry. And I don't dislike Amanda Seals as an actress. Mm. Let me say that. I just don't like the chemistry she has with this guy as her husband. And it could also be that there's a lack of chemistry amongst her and a lot of the cast too. Remember the remember the um, the Emmys party or some shit that, that Issa didn't allow Amanda Seals to come into and she made like a huge thing on social yep. media. Yeah. And then Dro was like, well, you can't be nasty to everybody and expect everybody to embrace you. So I feel like they know that Amanda Seals is perfect as Tiffany, but I feel like there's a there surely is a crack in that chemistry amongst her and a lot of the cast, and it comes across on screen even if they don't feel like it does. But you can kind like of feel her. the disconnect. Yeah, and I don't they, like her. You, <laughs> I don't yeah, like she, her. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was just gonna say I don't like her. Girl, me and that woman got beef from years back when she didn't show up at a show that some of my homeboys paid her to be at. But there, she she's one of those people. And this is, you know what? I could be completely off base, but I'm basing this around what you portray, right? Uh, Amanda Seals is a very online person. She shares a lot of herself, quote unquote, with, with people. A lot of the shit that she shares with us, I'd be like, girl, please go somewhere. I really don't give a fuck. Like there <laughs> yeah, are so many things that she- she shares and i'm just like girl are you connected with reality like there are people dying kim <laughs> like what are you <laughs> what are you really trying to prove and i i feel like she's very much blavity black she's very much and I'm she, black when she's it- and she did that weird shit with accusing somebody of trying to harass her and they hadn't even spoken to her ever yep like, I forgot what athlete it was, but she, like, accused them of, like, sexually harassing her. And they was like, I never even spoke to you. Yeah. There's that. And there's also the fact that I feel like she's kind of tried to put herself, um, like, I feel like she's really trying hard to bust out of Black Hollywood. What has she done that is, like, not just a project for black people or that black people would know i feel like she's kind of struggling for legitimacy elsewhere and she gets on her platform and she takes issue with things that nobody else gives a fuck about and she's very loud and wrong about a lot of things but then has questions well, y'all don't like me you know but i i do agree with you candace she is a perfect tiffany she's perfect because i feel like she ain't really acting Mm-mm. no she's not she's not she just doesn't have any chemistry with her her husband on the show and so it makes it feel like there's something amiss in their in their marriage like something that's going wrong that's gonna bubble to the surface but I don't think that's the case I don't think that's at all how their marriage is intended to be viewed but I just don't think they have good on-screen chemistry so that's how it comes across to to us like what was the purpose it's almost like they dap each other up or some shit like behind (laughs) behind closed doors yeah like what was what was the what was the purpose what was the purpose of the whole conversation about the tree 
and him drawing names on another space filler i feel like another space filler which you this is your final season right my thing is this is the final season pack that shit in these episodes pack it in you're not gonna upset your audience right i don't we don't don't need filler in these episodes we don't and also this is a happy and sad moment for me y'all know i fuck with kelly i love kelly she's my favorite uh, character on the show outside of isa and you know isa's my second favorite honestly because kelly is my fave love that they gave her so much attention in the episode hate the way they did it a part of me wonders could they have shown kelly as more than a comedic break without killing her off like can can could we have seen her in a more serious light because i feel like that's exactly what this what this thing did for her was first they say that oh you they they assume you're dead or you've passed away and then they go into this every everybody that she knew didn't have memories about her beyond very surface level humor you know, oh, they remember she allergic to kale. Oh, she was known for being silly. But I think like that was a whole thing. Like, what will you be remembered for? Mm-hmm. But I don't feel like they had to fake kill her to have that conversation. Nope. They could have really had that know. conversation with Issa Bomb at um conference. That's <laughs> here we go. That's it. Um, I feel like in the final season, I feel like after she she overcame a lot of roadblocks and and personal stuff and business stuff to pull this block party off that at some point they should allow Issa to have some confidence in what she's venturing out to do right like i'm not saying she got to be cocky but it should be a she should be at a point where she shouldn't be stuttering to explain what she's doing because it does have great purpose you know, these block parties not only get these businesses that, you know, make money off these um, these communities involved, you give Black-owned businesses a place to be vendors at these events, and you give Black communities a place to congregate and have fun. Mm-hmm. So there is great purpose in what she's doing. So I don't understand why they still got her stuttering over that purpose. Even like, that's a if- little bit annoying. And the questions that they were asking, like, when did you know that you made it? Even if the the answer is, hey, I'm not sure if I really have made it. Did they have to make her look so crazy? Because Issa, it's smart. The woman went to Stanford. You mean to tell me she couldn't formulate a regular question? She couldn't formulate an answer to a regular question? Are you really going to have me believe that? Exactly. I don't know. But I um, also... uh, I don't, the the whole episode to me, like, I get it. I get it. And I understand that they may be trying to, you know, start off small and build up. But like you said, Candace, this is the last season. Y'all should have came with some bang, bang, shebang. Number one, number two, y'all don't have the time to be giving life to all these things that really don't matter in the grand scheme of what your, what your viewers really want to see happen with Siri. That's all I'm saying. We want the mess. We want the mess. We want to know where is Candelabra? That's mm. what I was waiting for. So definitely it was. Oh, she's uh, pregnant. I mean, <laughs> not to be funny, 
but we don't have to focus too much on her. We know that she's pregnant, so she can't do much of anything. We know that she's pregnant, but I just, I feel like I'm tired of, of self-doubting Issa. Yeah. Like it's mm-hmm. natural to have some self-doubt and apprehension when you make a whole new career jump, but not to the point where you are sitting on panels and they've got you looking like a blubbering idiot amongst the panelists. I didn't, I didn't like that. And maybe as the episode, the season goes on, it'll change. And because it looks like in the preview, she like grabbed some really big sponsors for her next block party and stuff like that. But I kind of want to see her, you know, start to be more confident in herself. But speaking of confidence, let me tell you something. When she kissed Lawrence, when he was picking her up from the airport, I almost crumbled. But I said, self, don't crumble yet. Hold on. She about to send this nigga pack and I know it. Because it wasn't no, I can't wait to see you and go home and get some of that dick kiss. It was like a, "Mm -hmm, thanks for picking me up, nigga. Put my bags in the car kind of kiss. (laughs) It was. So I held on, and I'm gonna be honest, Lisa. I'm um Issa. I would have got me a, some to go dick. I ain't gonna front. I'd have no. got me some to go dick from Lawrence, and then I would have broke up with him through text message. But and not only <laughs> would I have gotten me some to go dick, that that nigga would have never knew that I broke up with him. Let me play with you like you play with me. But that's I was so, big Listen, I you are so right. I would have played in his face too. I'm not going to even front for you. At least for a little while, because you know you have fun with him. You know the sex is incredible. You know it's COVID. You know what I'm saying? You may not want to try some new dick out or whatever. Child, I would get all my jollies with that man. And when that man be like, oh, the baby here. Oh, well, God bless. Well, I'm not. (laughs) I mean, because we can be completely honest in the fact that he, she can't be with him. She's no. not a priority. We said this last week. Condola is still pregnant. You know, based on the previews, we see her who looks like to be her mama and the cousin or sister, somebody standing there holding a baby in the church like a christener or something. So we know that nothing tragic happened to her pregnancy. With and, that being said, mm-hmm. there's nothing you could do with Lawrence other than get, get pregnant so that you can so that you can also be some type of importance to him. And then you'll just be upgraded to sharing a baby daddy versus having your man to yourself which and brie said it last week brie said it last week a man with a baby on the way and a baby mama don't can't date nobody you can't be in no committed relationship that's not the child's mom at that point nope it ain't gonna happen not happily i am i have given some thought to the fact that maybe that's not his baby Ooh. Ooh, is that the reason why he looked like he was crying on the plane? So this is my thing. This is my fan fiction. Uh, we're gonna call it Breeze fan fiction theory. I believe that the baby gets here, he tries to be a good father, and something doesn't feel right. He decides to go ahead and get a paternity test, and the baby is not his. But then he tries to run back to Issa, and Issa is like, That's it's not enough. Like, it's still not enough. Hmm. that's a good theory because and honestly but I don't I I want to say that she says it's not enough but what in this new portion of their relationship the only issue was the baby 
Cause everything else, she was like, I have optimism. We can work it out. We're going to whatever. Like, I wonder if the baby is not a thing anymore. What happens with them? I also feel like they robbed me of real dialogue and I feel like it's lazy writing. Like I understand what didn't really need to be said with them or whatever, but y'all could have gave me three sentences. I'm, I'm yeah. I will say that for this, again, for this to be the final season, show us your best work. Right. And I didn't want to hear it from her conversation. Right. Yeah. I would have loved a monologue from Lawrence about, you are the love of my life. I apologize for this. I completely understand. This is what you deserve. You deserve somebody that's going to X, Y, Z. Would have loved to see that. And then Easter say, you know, whatever, just look at him and walk off. But I do something. feel like it was lazy. I feel like it was lazy. I feel like it was lazy. So that's two situations where I feel like it was kind of lazy writing because we didn't get anything with Molly and Issa. And now we didn't get anything with Lawrence and Issa. Mm-hmm. No, we didn't. And no, we didn't. We focused a lot of this episode on Kelly. I do like the idea of um, Prentice Preguntes. I think it's really cute. Um, but I will say this y'all can't spend these last however many seasons just making her the comic relief and then, you know, having a moment of silence. Well, can't you be anything? Is nothing? Is everything a joke to y'all? Y'all wanted to make it serious, make it serious, you know? Yeah. I would have loved a moment where Kelly's friend stood up for her and went to the podium and was like, yo, she is not dead. She's very much alive. Y'all not going to sit here and play in my friend's face like that. I just didn't understand why nobody corrected the wrong throughout. They just, as she mentioned to them, y'all just think that I'm a joke. Everything I say is funny. It That part just was really weird to me. I, I And I, even on the second watch, it still didn't sit right with me that nobody corrected anybody at that reunion that she was very much alive and present. Yeah, that was strange too. Yep. That was very strange. And why do we keep looking in on this baby? She could have corrected them. Very, very much. She could have. That's true. Why do they keep ending up with shots with Tiffany and her husband and the baby at the crib? Is that their shit? Uh. (laughs) I'm so tired of seeing that baby in that crib. Like, I I am do, do the motherfucker walk yet? Like I feel like, like the that baby, baby old great. enough, to, old enough to be walking now. Come on. I also um, I'm here for the mess because I also feel like um, Tiffany is going to be very extra because Condola is supposed to be one of her good friends. So I feel like Tiffany is going to be extra. Maybe she's the baby's godmother or something, and some kind of mess is going to come from that. Maybe. Yeah, you could be right. That could okay. be very much true i have a question so i did my little fan fiction what is your fan fiction for this episode what would you have loved to see happen i for this episode i would have loved to see a conversation where Issa holds molly fully accountable for how things went um with the block party Mm. I would have loved for her to bring up the fact that you purposely tried to keep me from succeeding by refusing to ask Andrew to to throw me a bone and that was sabotage by the way and and you're not even with this man now you sabotage me 
use this man as a scapegoat to do it and you're no longer with him so was it worth it was it worth trying to ruin our friendship for and two i would have i absolutely would have loved for Issa to say you're here now you know trying to support me saying that what i'm doing is a big deal but you almost single-handedly ruined what you're claiming is a big deal well like that is the one thing i wanted to see like i know we'll eventually see a conversation with Issa and Lawrence even if it didn't happen in this episode I just feel like if this is the episode where she was going to break things off with him it should have been more than a so yeah I was thinking and he like yeah like it should have been more than that but I really would have loved to see Issa stand up for herself when it comes to that shit Molly did that would have been my fan fiction thing like Issa like having some backbone and being like you chose this relationship over trying over throwing me a bone as your friend and you don't have the relationship or our friendship now was it worth it Mm. i would have loved to see that (laughs) i guess i i have to wonder what she's holding on so hard to because it seems like they they i know they're a friend group but they really feel like they've kind of sectioned off in their friend group like you can tell, of course, that um, Tiffany and Kelly are besties. And what happens if they decide they're going to be cordial, but not cool? Nothing. They get together a couple of times a year. Exactly. Also, where's Issa's brother? I miss him. <laughs> I do miss her brother. He's funny. My fan, fiction, my fan fiction for the episode is picking up where they had a bite to eat and Molly asks her, are we good? Issa just flat out say, no, we're not good. Are we going to be okay? No, no, we're not going to be okay. Yeah, No, we're not okay. And she just goes right into, why are you pretending like you are here for me now when you single-handedly almost ruined my event? You didn't even want to ask Andrew to do me a favor. It didn't require you to do a whole lot of work. All it required for you is just to have a conversation with him. And all he had to do was send an email. Why are you supposed to be my best friend, but yet you shouldn't know my dreams? You don't believe in me that much. Haven't I always been there for you through all of your relationship drama, then your family drama, and this is how you do me? Yes, I, I wanna I want to see her get in her bag as far as really putting the pressure on molly to let molly know that she's a terrible friend she's a terrible best friend and that you know what yeah we're not okay and maybe our friendship has run its course it was good while it lasted but at this point i'd rather just be cordial i think that she is holding on to the history of the friendship that she has with molly and even this back and forth that she may have been doing in her mind as far as Lawrence is concerned. And I would have loved for her to say to Lawrence when she got out the car, thank you for picking me up from LAX. Uh, this is not gonna work. This is not gonna work for me. You have a baby on the way, that's gonna be your priority. And I need to think about me in the long run mm-hmm. and what's best for me. Um, I'll talk to you soon, bye. But in the case of y'all seeing she could have played with him a little bit and then once the water broke, she can say, I'm out, block them on everything. 
that could have been, you know, a little spicy too for her to do that. But I, I definitely agree with y'all. It it was I got secondhand embarrassment seeing her on that panel. I would Same. definitely like to see Issa really step into who she is with her organization or her business block. I want to see her really thriving. Even if she decides that she wants to date romantically, I just want to see her win. We haven't really seen a season yet where Issa is really on top. We've seen her, you know, move out of the dunes and being on Daniel's couch and now being a property manager in another apartment building, not really living out her dreams. And sometimes what I like about the show is it shows the insecurities that you can have in that time frame from the time that you graduate college and you are out in the real world you're out working and you might believe in your mind where you the picture where you was going to be 10 years from now is not your reality so i do like that about the show and and they do their best to try to capture that but at this point in season five i want to see Issa win like for real for real this time i'm with you i also hate that they shit it on nine to fives Ooh. Oh God! Please, um, let's talk I feel about like that. Sometimes, if you're gonna tap into a Twitter topic, at least tap into the right side of it because um, we got to be honest. A lot of these billionaires, millionaires, and so on, baby, they is not working. They not they work nine to five, and then everybody else do their grunt work. They come in the office. They might they may be there ten hours if it's an emergency. Or some shit go awry, it may be 12 hours. But as a whole, people sitting at the top of the food chain, they find work-life balance whenever they want to. They sure do, because that's why they're at the top of the food chain. They, they, I think people purposely go there because they don't want to work that hard. Because I think you got your tech bros or whatever, and your startup, and they're at the top, but they're not at the top to me. Like the being at the top, being the CEO of the company, you come in, you sign a few papers, you listen to a few proposals, and you go to hell home. Um, I also hate that they shit it on nine to fives because baby, who is supporting your projects when you decide you want to go uh, do lashes, but people work at nine to fives. Like, I don't like the the way it's framed. The entrepreneurship is like the way out. Cause it's like, you going, a lot of times entrepreneurs, especially black entrepreneurs, y'all going for working a nine to five to work in a 24 hour. Exactly. I, I, I hated that portion of it um but as you know as for the season we see in the little previews for the rest of the season Issa and some little lingerie so I hope she's I hope she's dating and I hope they allow her to have good sex this season that's what I want and I hope we do continue to see Lawrence shed tears because you can see the regret on his face I'm gonna tell you something if any anybody is listening to us listen to me and listen to me good when I say this if you go through a breakup and you start to have your hoe phase if you a woman get your ass on some form of birth control yep and if you Mm -hmm. a man use some fucking condoms or make sure you with a woman that's properly using birth control because a lot of oops babies come from people's hoe phases after a fucked up relationship Mm mm-hmm I also feel like Lawrence didn't feel like he'd be in this position in a million years because I also feel like Consuela portrayed herself to be something she wasn't. Um, that she was coming off of a marriage and she would really wanted to casually date and all this stuff, but she was given these big signals like I talked about on the podcast last last time. Like 
um, last season, not last time that, yo, if we're going to be fuck buddies and all that good stuff, why are you inviting me to your friend's house? I mean, why are you inviting me around your friends? I feel like there wasn't clear intentions on where that relationship was going from the jump. And both of them was too old to be playing games like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just in general, if you don't want no kids, stop riding off into the sunset bareback. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, just stop. Because again, like you said, Bree, he had never in a million years did he think he would have a baby mama that he wants really nothing to do with because he's still completely in love with his ex turn current turn ex again. Like Child. his life is in fucking shambles and I love to see it. <laughs> I would like to, I would like for him to put his tears in a bottle and mail them to me. <laughs> and then I can, so I can make margaritas with them because he is utterly fucking miserable. He, cause he thought he and Issa were going to rekindle. He was going to get mm-hmm. her to move to San Francisco mm-hmm. with him and they was going to be happily ever after. You thought wrong. Yeah. How did he get to LAX? Did he come from San Francisco? That's what I'm wondering. Like, was he there visiting? Right. Because in the thing, or maybe, maybe at this point he hasn't moved yet. Because in the in the previews, it says, wait, he's back. So did he move and move back? Like or maybe he didn't move because of the, or he maybe he did come back because of the baby maybe and that's why he was on the plane crying because Bree found out that baby not his so well, he coming back to LA I really maybe. need I want that to be next episode that he crying on that plane I really need to see it <laughs> I thrive off of negativity yeah I think that he hasn't moved to San Francisco yet he was really banking on convincing Issa to move with him and now since she done broke his heart into a million pieces and my evil heart rejoices. But at least she didn't cheat on go him ahead before and... she did it. That's true. You be thankful about that. Because I would have just cheated again. Yes. I would have <laughs> I would have got pregnant, but I would have also had an abortion. Like I would have got pregnant to prove a point and then I would have went to the clinic on his ass. But I'm just very, 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 very top level petty. But you ain't the only one that could be making babies around here, nigga and fucking shit up but Ooh, she wait a minute wait a minute thing. go ahead i'm sorry i just thought about no something. go ahead brie yo what if he didn't get that job that and that's why a, he's that crying would be interesting remember because he was be interviewing he was interviewing he was like yeah it's pretty much a short thing yeah that could be true or he didn't get the job or he got the job and he couldn't take it because they were sending the offer due to covid because they did mention COVID in the episode, but not a mask was to be found. I don't understand. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, guess, I guess we'll see. We'll keep finding out if more of our predictions are true. This is a 10, um, 10 episode season. The last episode, I think they said, is airing after Thanksgiving. I think hmm. they said. But it's 10 episodes so okay i'm in i'm in for the long ride i am excited what is the next show though that you're excited about since insecure is ending is there another show that you love like another black show like this 
Not I will the- say that in terms of dramatics, I am very, very much so excited for this um the series finale of This Is Us, which <gasps> is not nice. a black show per se, but um Sterling K. Brown is yes. a very, very major part of it. Yes. And the upcoming season season is the final season. Mm-hmm. So, and they said that it is going to be jammed pack with drama and chaos Mm. so um i'm looking forward to that as far as other shows similar to this brie no but some of the other shows that i watch do have their share of drama i watch queen sugar they Mm -hmm. i think they're presently on their fifth season as well always drama with that show and i just started watching the show called queen's that comes on ABC with oh Eve yeah I Brady. saw that yeah so it and um another show also about Sadidi black people our kind of people it is mm-hmm. just jam packed with drama every single episode but um Lee Daniels is involved in that so take that how you want but I'm trying to stick it out and continue to watch it just because you know I'm trying to get out of the habit of just watching sitcoms all the time if i'm not watching something new so i'm giving some new shows a chance okay okay fair enough fair enough what about you brie any any shows that you can think of that we may be able to pick up and discuss i'm all about discussing this is us i don't that show is freaking that's i love so well written so well written written. i i'm watching right now um i watched a limited series on netflix called made um and this is completely opposite of this 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 was white people but they were poor white people and i like that you know i like to see it um that joint had me on the floor crying though like just some of the things she went through was just like they hit a little too close to home um i also I tried to get into Queen um, because Colin's watching it. I tried to watch an episode when he left for work. I realized I don't like Eve as an actress. I love Eve though, but I didn't like Eve as an actress since she was Shelly. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I'm biased. Um, I'm a stick beside her. Cause she, yeah, you're a Philly girl. I understand that. <laughs> like, and I love Eve as a person. I love her style. I love her, her wit. I love everything about, it. I just do not like it. But I mean, I'm a safer. I don't like Beyonce acting either. And you know, that's my girl, but I do not like Beyonce acting. Um, but you know, I encourage you to get a bag wherever you can. So I love that Eve's in it and I'll give it, continue to give it plays just because I want them to keep the show on. Um, I started watching our kind of people. I just been really busy. I, I like it, but I also love that she kind of gets to pop out. Lord, what is her name? The main character. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 I See, love Yaya. I, I, yeah, I loved Yaya on Chicago Med. Same. And, uh, yeah. I don't know if you guys know about Chicago one Wednesdays, but there's like a whole trio of shows it's like yep, chicago fire chicago, chicago med. med chicago mm-hmm. pd i love chicago fire and chicago med i'm a i was a huge fan of yaya on chicago med so i was kind of sad to see her go but i'm glad to see her have a leading role but they, they left it open though this. i if this doesn't work out i think she'll go back i don't even think um i think she'll still go back periodically because if i'm remembering right 
because I'm waiting for season six, season seven, I think. Um, she just, I think they're going to write her off that she went to go be a. Um, yeah, you know, it started PA. back yeah. in September. Get out of so, here. Yes, it all, they, all of them had their season premieres in September. Let so I'll tell been you watching. something. They got, they got some, um, they got a new black doctor on, mm-hmm. on there who is very handsome. I and... have to look, you know, cause all be truth be told. Um, I watched all six seasons of Chicago med while I was recovering from chemo. That was my chemo. Show. Yeah. I watched them all while I was on maternity. <laughs> <laughs> like I felt like I, that was my little semblance of normal. And I'm like, well, let me yeah. go ahead and watch my show. And I just lay up in the bed and watch my show. And, you know, I felt kind of normal. It took my mind off of a lot of things. And I really want to give it a run and realize I had no idea it came back. But I mean, I've been kind of busy with, you know, life, et cetera. So. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, um, I think, you know, you guys, if you enjoy hearing us, we can, we'll definitely find some other things to bring to the show. Cause you know, sadly, Insecure is ending, but there's still some good Black TV going on. Mm-hmm. And if you love reality to. shows, please don't forget to listen to Ratchet Ramblings. Oh, yes, because yeah. let me tell you, they be cutting up. They, they be cutting the fuck be up. cutting up. And I be in here howling on Monday mornings. It's just like how it was when I was on my way in the office. Nothing changed. Ain't shit changed. Like Cheyenne said in the episode. <laughs> It hasn't, but yes, phenomenal. Um, again, they, everybody on these shows can get it. There is no bias between my friends, Candace and Jeremy, and any and everybody can get it when they are dragging people. So if you want coverage of fair and objective shows and their opinions and their jokes, please tune in to Ratchet Ramblings. But I am going to give y'all a big fuck y'all uh, for getting me into the, the Huntsville drama. Baby, so you are welcome. I'm so Like that nigga is my cousin. I literally <laughs> be, be, I talk about Martell. See, that's why the fuck Martell. That's why he ain't shit. I literally talk about that man like I know him personally. Oh, dumbass nigga. Um, listen, that is one fine, dumb, bald head motherfucker boy. What a yes. what a waste of of body and face. Mm-hmm. like he is a terrible person but yeah y'all welcome because that a shit is better. I'm, I'm my hot take is martel is not a terrible person my hot take that martel is a person who thinks that he can control the narrative every single time he thought that he was going to be able to get away with all this shit he absolutely he a, did he's not a bad person and he's, and he's still trying to control it he yep. still is trying to paint it like you know he divorced his wife and everything but if you want to hear us drag all of those people for filth, hop over to Ratchet Ramblings. Yeah. Thank me later. Like if you <laughs> think the Real Housewives franchises have been weak, if you think Black Ink and so on and so forth have been weak, you will absolutely enjoy Huntsville because they are messy. As fuck. Hell. As what hell. was the poll show that y'all were covering? Beyond the, beyond the poll? Baby, Ew. when I tell you and I know, I know he's gonna listen to this because he tries. He supports all the podcasts, whatever. Colin, let me tell you how I. Did he watch Jocelyn's Cabaret? He, we try, we was trying to watch that together, but he is a pole, like that pole show. Because 
I promise you, I'll be over here just doing my little work or whatever. All of, I've never seen a girl dancing on the pole. I'm like, I hate that song. That yeah. show is so jam-packed full of mess. I can't even keep up. <laughs> I be saying I hate it, but I don't hate it. Listen, we 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 love the messy shows. Yes. And sure. I'm saying that to say that, you know, that y'all just don't cover your run-of-the-mill reality shows. It's, it's fair game for even the smaller reality shows. <laughs> We definitely, we definitely try to have a variety. And then if you subscribe to the Patreon, you can hear us really lose our fucking minds as we discuss um, life after lockup. If you want some trailer trash bullshit, <laughs> baby, that's it. That's the one. That's the one. We talking about motherfuckers dumpster diving for felons. You won't be disappointed. I, I will never understand that show, child. Okay, like, but it's mess, and I love the mess. I I love it absolutely. It's one of my favorite shows. So make sure you tune in to that, and we will see y'all back next week. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. For, for episode two, let's hope it kick up a little bit for us. Yeah, like let's yes. hope insecure kicks up a little bit for us and they finally start to hit the ground running because i want to see who fucking who too primarily yes. with isa i want to yes. see Issa mm-hmm. get some good dick so i'm looking forward to with that Kofi, and i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to her shining in, in with the block as well mm-hmm. i'm yes. looking forward to the, that the blow cc <laughs> the blow cc uh, before we leave, for real, I just want to send a shout out and a happy birthday to Colin. I know you're listening. I hope you have a wonderful, amazing birthday. Yeah, and also happy to birthday. Mike. Happy, happy birthday, birthday Mike. Mike. Happy yes, birthday, Mike, Mike as well. Has a birthday happy coming birthday, up Mike. on the second. Yep, they got yes. the same birthday. Yeah, both, they got the same. Both birthday. locked in with these Scorpios. So happy birthday Ooh, to Colin. Happy birthday, to Mike. Of, and happy birthday to Mike. Happy birthday to Mike Diamond, whose birthday is Saturday. Happy birthday, well. Mama so, White Happy Diamond. birthday. So, like, my life is truly chaotic amongst all these damn Scorpios. Truly. Truly. <laughs> and my one Pisces and my Aries, baby. But we will see y'all back next week. We love y'all and thank y'all for listening. Bye. Bye-bye.